T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is live coverage from ABC News. Here is ABC News correspondent Alex Stone. Only hours before he gives what his campaign says will be a major address on immigration. Donald Trump is in the most unlikely of places right now, Mexico. After all Trump has said about Mexico and its people, he's been meeting with Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto, invited to Mexico for one-on-one meetings, a hastily arranged meeting put together today. In Mexico City, protests against Trump have been underway. The two now holding a news conference. Let's, li- let's listen in. Peña Nieto beginning this news conference. This is Mexico City. Good neighbors and strategic allies. Always from a relationship based on mutual respect. While we may not agree on every matter, I am confident that moving together and forward, we can be more prosperous and secure than ever before, never losing sight of the fact that freedom and independence are the indispensable foundations of all that we cherish. Any close relationship needs to be re-examined and renewed every now and then. We should always be open to discuss what's worked and what hasn't. How can we improve upon things for both sides? How can we clear up misperceptions and understand each other better? With the spirit, a few days ago, I sent a letter to both presidential candidates, Mrs. Hillary Clinton and Mr. Donald Trump, proposing to meet and talk constructively about the joint future of our countries. I have met today with Mr. Donald Trump, and I look forward to meet again with Mrs. Clinton, with whom I had the pleasure to meet here in Los Pinos in the past. We may not agree on several issues, but your presence here, Mr. Trump, shows a fundamental coincidence. Our countries are very important for each other. The United States is very important for Mexico, just as Mexico is very important for the United States. We share the busiest border in the world, crossed legally every day by more than one million people and over 400,000 vehicles. Our country's trade surpasses over half trillion dollars. We innovate and produce together. And in matters of national security, active cooperation on a daily basis between our governments is increasingly important for both our countries to face the challenges of a complex world. The conversation we had between Mr. Trump and myself was very open and constructive. 
the purpose was to get to know each other and learn about each other's views on the bilateral relationship. On trade, I shared with Mr. Trump my conviction that I fully believe that the NAFTA has been good both for the United States as well as for Mexico. U.S. exports into Mexico are close to 200 billion U.S. dollars. And according to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, over 6 million jobs in America depend on exports to Mexico. Mexico buys more from the United States than from Germany, Spain, France, Italy, Japan, and the United Kingdom combined. Many jobs in the American manufacturing industry were not lost to other regions of the world precisely because of the development and because together we have developed a competitive North American joint manufacturing platform. On average, 40% of the content in Mexican exports is made in the United States. As partners, we should work together to keep jobs from leaving our region. However, this does not mean that the free trade agreement of North America can't be enhanced for the benefit of both sides. NAFTA is a 22-year-old agreement. The next American president will find in my government a partner willing to find ways to modernize NAFTA so it can be more effective in creating more good-paying jobs and of quality on both sides of the border. I do not believe trade should be treated as a zero-sum endeavor, one where one must lose so the other one can win. Quite the contrary, it should be seen as efforts creating value for both sides, leading and making our region the most competitive and innovative in the whole world. Regarding border issues, my views are clear. The border should be transformed into an asset for our region. We have made tremendous progress in recent years working closely with President Obama. And with the next U.S. administration, we should step up our efforts to make sure that the Mexico-U.S. border is more efficient and secure. However, a large number of American people perceive the U.S.-Mexico border as a real problem because undocumented people and illegal drugs cross the border into the U.S. illegally. Undocumented immigration from Mexico into the U.S. peaked about 10 years ago, yet it has been steadily declining since then. In fact, being negative when, when speaking about net migration, despite of it, we know there's still a shared challenge, including the large and growing number of non-Mexican nationals that cross our country as a gateway into the U.S., creating humanitarian crises. 
However, this is a, a complete, an incomplete vision of the border issues because it does not take into account the illegal flows that travel south, guns and cash every year. Thousands of weapons and millions of U.S. dollars in cash enter illegally into Mexico from the north, strengthening the cartels and other criminal organizations that create violence in Mexico and profit from selling drugs in the United States. This has to be stopped. What we need is to have a comprehensive approach to the border whereby we can take into account the flows of undocumented people, illegal drugs, weapons, and cash at the same time. Many lives can be saved in both our countries if criminal organizations are curtailed from the money and guns that allow them to be in business today. The illegal flows of weapons, drugs, and cash in both directions have multiple negative consequences on both sides of the border. Our border should be viewed as a joint opportunity. Both countries should be investing more in the border, more infrastructure, more people, and more technology to make it more secure and efficient. And although I acknowledge the sovereign nation's fundamental right to protect its borders, I truly believe that full collaborative efforts between neighbors and allies are the most effective route. I also expressed to Mr. Trump the critical importance of the U.S. and Mexico continue working on making our borders secure, being of utmost importance. Also, concerning national security, Mexico and the United States work together to face the challenges of a complex world every day. Security agencies from both sides exchange information and coordinate actions. Regardless of who wins the presidential election in the U.S., the next American administration should expect a continued willingness from the American government to make the North American region a safer region. Mr. Trump, I will restate here what I stated in private. My priority as the president of Mexico and that of my government is to protect Mexicans wherever they might be. That is my responsibility and I will continue fulfilling it with full determination. The Mexican community in the United States contributes daily with its work, talent, and creativity to the prosperity and development of both the United States and Mexico. Mexicans in the United States are honest and hardworking people. They are good-hearted people who respect family family values. They respect community life and respect the law. Therefore, Mexican people deserve the respect from everyone. Let us continue working 
in cementing the relationship between Mexico and the United States based on mutual respect, trust, and joint ways of addressing the common challenges we face. I conclude my remarks by saying that the Mexican government will continue to be absolutely respectful of the American electoral process. I recognize your decision in having this constructive dialogue. Di the dialoguing is the way because it brings together those of different thinking. And dialogue is the way because it allows us for mutual and better understanding. Thank you. Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto through a translator there. Now we're going to hear from Donald Trump in this presidential setting at podiums with the Mexican flag behind them. Let's listen in. Of America, Mr. Donald Trump. Thank you. It is a great honor to be invited by you, Mr. President. A great, great honor. Thank you. We had a very substantive, direct, and constructive exchange of ideas over quite a period of time. I was straightforward in presenting my views about the impacts of current trade and immigration policies on the United States. As you know, I love the United States very much, and we want to make sure that the people of the United States are very well protected. You equally expressed your feelings and your love for Mexico. The United States and Mexico share a 2,000-mile border, a half a trillion dollars in annual trade, and one million legal border crossings each and every day. We are united by our support for democracy, a great love for our people, and the contributions of millions of Mexican-Americans to the United States. And I happen to have a tremendous feeling for Mexican-Americans, not only in terms of friendships, but in terms of the tremendous numbers that I employ in the United States. And they are amazing people, amazing people. I have many friends, so many friends, and so many friends coming to Mexico and in Mexico. I'm proud to say how many people I employ. And the United States' first, second, and third generation Mexicans are just beyond reproach. Spectacular, spectacular, hardworking people. I have such great respect for them and their strong values of family, faith, and community. We all share a common interest in keeping our hemisphere safe, prosperous, and free. No one wins in either country when human smugglers and drug traffickers prey on innocent people, when cartels commit acts of violence, when illegal weapons and cash flow from the United States into Mexico, or when migrants from Central America make the dangerous trek, and it is very, very dangerous, into Mexico or the United States without legal authorization. I shared my strong view that NAFTA has been a far greater benefit to Mexico than it has been to the United States. 
and that it must be improved upon to make sure that workers, and so important, in both countries benefit from fair and reciprocal trade. I express that to the United States and in that of the United States that we must take action to stem this tremendous outflow of jobs from our country. It's happening every day. It's getting worse and worse and worse, and we have to stop it. Prosperity and happiness in both of our countries will increase if we work together on the following five shared goals. Number one, ending illegal immigration. Not just between our two countries, but including the illegal immigration and migration from Central and South Americans and from other regions that impact security and finances in both Mexico and the United States. This is a humanitarian disaster. The dangerous treks, the abuse by gangs and cartels, and the extreme physical dangers. And it must be solved. It must be solved quickly. Not fair to the people anywhere worldwide, you can truly say, but certainly not fair to the people of Mexico or the people of the United States. Number two, having a secure border is a sovereign right and mutually beneficial. We recognize and respect the right of either country to build a physical barrier or wall on any of its borders to stop the illegal movement of people, drugs, and weapons. Cooperation toward achieving this shared objective, and it will be shared, of safety for all citizens is paramount to both the United States and to Mexico. Number three, dismantling drug cartels and ending the movement of illegal drugs, weapons, and funds across our border. This can only be done with cooperation, intelligence, and intelligence sharing, and joint operations between our two countries. It's the only way it's going to happen. Improving NAFTA, number four. NAFTA is a 22-year-old agreement that must be updated to reflect the realities of today. There are many improvements that could be made that would make both Mexico and the United States stronger and keep industry in our hemisphere. We have tremendous competition from China and from all over the world. Keep it in our hemisphere. Workers in both of our countries need a pay raise very desperately. In the United States, it's been 18 years, 18 years. Wages are going down. Improving pay standards and working conditions will create better results for all and all workers in particular. There's a lot of value that can be created for both countries by working beautifully together. And that, I am sure, will happen. Number five, keep manufacturing wealth in our hemisphere. When jobs leave Mexico, the U.S. or Central America, and go overseas, 
it increases poverty and pressure on social services, as well as pressures on cross-border migration. Tremendous pressure. The bond between our two countries is deep and sincere, and both our nations benefit from a close and honest relationship between our two governments. A strong, prosperous, and vibrant Mexico is in the best interests of the United States and will keep and help keep for a long, long period of time America together. Both of our countries will work together for mutual good and, most importantly, for the mutual good of our people. Mr. President, I want to thank you. It's been a tremendous honor, and I call you a friend. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. Donald Trump saying both he and Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto had an exchange of views. Trump saying he loves the United States and is making sure the people of the U.S. are very well protected. They shook hands just a moment ago. They said they would not take questions, but it sounds like they may. Let's listen in. Uh, We were actually together for quite some time, and uh, I think excellent. Uh, I was with, as you know, Senator Sessions and uh, Mayor Giuliani, and we had a tremendous... uh, more than an hour. I think really very good. Say it, yes? No, not at all. Look, we want what's good for the United States, and the President wants wants what's good for Mexico. And in sitting down and in talking, we both realize that we've realized this from the beginning, that it's good for both of us. Better for both of us, actually. Yes, John? We didn't discuss that. We didn't discuss. Who pays for the wall? We didn't discuss. Questions right now in Mexico being posed. Donald Trump, hard to hear. Off mic, that question there, who's going to pay for the wall? Uh, A key part of every one of Donald Trump's rallies. He asks the crowd, who's going to pay for the wall? And the crowd typically says, Mexico is going to pay for the wall. Is it to uh, stand at their podiums? Nothing like an easy question like that. We did discuss the wall. We didn't discuss payment of the wall. Uh, That'll be for a later date. This was a very preliminary meeting. I think it was an excellent meeting. And uh, we are, uh, I think we're very well on our way. A lot of the things I said are very strong, but we have to be strong. We have to say what's happening. Uh, There is crime, as you know. There's a lot of crime and there's a lot of problems. But I think together we'll solve those problems. I really believe that the President and I will solve those problems. We will get them solved. Illegal immigration is a problem for Mexico as well as for us. Uh, Drugs are a tremendous problem for Mexico as well as us. I mean, it's not a one-way street. And we will work together and we will get those problems solved. I will say, and just as I've said, the government of Mexico shows full respect to the electoral process in the United States. I invited both candidates and the invitation that was tendered and honored very quickly by Mr. Trump with a private meeting. In addition to the topics that we covered here, we We, we spoke about the importance of having the strategic alliance between both countries. I also spoke 
about my responsibility as the president of the United of uh, Mexico in defending Mexico and defending Mexicans both in this country and abroad. Has there been erroneous interpretations or affirmations that had sadly impacted and hurt Mexicans in the perception of what he has drawn, and I'm quite respectful. I had also voiced the grievances that we had felt in Mexico because of the statements that had been issues. But I'm sure that his interest is genuine in wanting to build a relation and lead our society to, st to stability. The answers supplied and the invitation tendered to meet with both candidates it was issued in light of these worlds of these words that we can build together and build so based on the foundation of mutual respect towards both countries and this is what i shared with the candidate thank you very much Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto there taking a, a question from reporters. It looks like that is going to be the end of it. They had said they weren't going to take any questions. They took a couple. Donald Trump saying he had a tremendous feeling for Mexican-Americans, including all those he employs in the U.S. Trump standing firm on his core topics in Mexico, declaring illegal immigration and the outflow of jobs from the U.S. to Mexico must end. Also saying NAFTA must be updated. Talked a lot about working together, saying the bond between the two countries is deep and sincere. You're listening to live coverage from ABC News. I want to go now to ABC's Jim Ryan, who joins me from Phoenix, where Trump will give his uh, address tonight on immigration. And, and Jim, the big question and, and a lot of debate is Trump softening on immigration, maybe even flip-flopping, comes to deportation, deportation forces. Is there a lot of talk about that there in Phoenix today? Absolutely. That's that's one thing that people will be listening for tonight when uh, Donald Trump appears at the Phoenix Convention Center. Where does he stand on this deportation plan, which had gathered a lot of support among voters here in the primary season in Arizona? And point number two of his five goals that he laid out there does still recognize the right of both countries, the United States and Mexico, to build a physical wall. So he's still talking about that. As you heard the questions there from reporters shouted to Donald Trump, though, uh, there's no clear uh, message about who's going to pay for it. Trump, as you said, Alex, always points out to the crowd supporting him at his rallies that Mexico will pay for it. Let's look forward to tonight and what we're expecting this evening. What do we know about what he's going to, to hold tonight, this address? Well, it's an interesting backdrop here in Arizona, a place where people have taken hard stances, um, both in the electoral process, people that they've sent to the state legislature, and then the laws, the statute that those uh, lawmakers have put forward. Uh, they're very strong, uh, staunch anti-illegal immigration laws that have gone into effect here. Some of them challenged successfully in court, but still very popular among voters here. So as he meets with the president of Mexico and at his last week, Donald Trump talked about, in his words, the softening of his of his thinking on the deportation of 11 million people. People here are wondering what's going on. Is he softening somewhat? Well, where does he stand actually on immigration? Is his position shifting now that the primary season is over and he's looking ahead to the general election, maybe moving toward the center? ABC's Jim Ryan in Phoenix. Jim, we'll talk to you in a couple of hours uh, around the time that, that Trump is going to be speaking there. And only hours before he does give what his campaign says will be a major address on immigration, Donald Trump 
in Mexico today, sitting down one-on-one with Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto. The two sides saying there is mutual admiration and respect. I'm Alex Stone. You've been listening to live coverage from ABC News. ABC News honored. Winner for the third straight year with the Edward R. Murrow Award for overall excellence in television and radio. ABC News, America's number one news choice. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.